Well, thank you, Pastor Chris, and we are so glad you're here this morning, and uh, thank you for being here. You made it. For those online, thank you for watching online. Thank you for participating wherever you might be. And uh, we're so excited. Last Sunday, we started a series on prayer. We talk about what that means and what the four foundational truths of prayer, the four foundational um, pillars, so to speak, about you know, what prayer looks like. And uh, today, we're going to continue our series. And, uh, and I'm going to talk about a topic today that doesn't get talked about a lot in church. Let's be honest. I'm not sure that personally I've ever sat in a church service and actually heard a complete sermon on this particular topic. In fact, I, I, I've not heard it growing up, mentioned it very little. And, uh, and, and sometimes I've never really thought about it. And, uh, and so I'm pretty sure that this topic this morning is not going to get you out of your seat all too excited. In fact, I pray this morning, I said, as I preach this topic today, I pray that you wouldn't, um, you know, doze off or, or, or pull out your phone and play some games on your phone. And I, I believe that you shouldn't do that, but I hope that you wouldn't do that. And uh, because I'm going to be honest, it, it's just not that kind of a topic. So we're going to talk today and, and next week about biblical fasting. Biblical fasting. But when we see how often the topic of fasting is mentioned in Scripture, we're going to see today that it's very important to God. And, and because it's very important to God, then it ought to be very important to us. I'm going to give you an example here. We believe here at Lake Point that baptism is very very important. Baptism on February 11th, you know, a few weeks away. And uh, we believe that it's very important that people obey Jesus Christ in baptism. Now, we also don't believe that you get baptized to be saved. But we believe here that God wants you to be baptized, you know, as Christians, and that's what Christians should do. It's a way for us to profess our faith Profess that we believe that Jesus Christ died with bearing rose again for our sins. And, and, and so most Christians and, and most churches would not deny that baptism is, is, is a very, very important part of being a Christian. And it's okay, God, I get it, I understand it, we talk about it all the time. And, and I want you to check this out if you're taking notes. Baptism is mentioned in Scripture 75 times. Fasting. It's mentioned 77 times. As important as, important as we think baptism is, fasting is mentioned slightly more than baptism. And if we're just going to be honest today, it's a spiritual practice that we just don't know very much about. It's not something that we practice very much. And if I want to be honest, and I'm just going to be the, <laughs> tell you the truth, we know a lot more about feasting than fasting. We know how to feast. I mean, I get it. I, I love, I, and I'd rather feast all day long. And here's the difference. While feasting is physically fun, physically fun, fasting can be spiritually fulfilling it can deepen your relationship with God. 
In fact, we see fasting. It's been very important and a, a very important practice in many uh, religious traditions throughout all of history. Um, Islam, Muslims, they have a month that they dedicate one month every year called Ramadan. And from sunup to sundown, they don't eat any food whatsoever. Hindus, they have certain times of the year, certain seasons where they fast. The Jewish, they fast on days like Yom Kippur, you know, Day of Atonement, and in other days as well. Catholics and Lutherans, uh, many practice to fast during the 40 days of Lent. That's uh, the day, you know, we, we, we kind of recognize the day where we have, you know, Fat Tuesday here. You know, and, and in the south, it's Mardi Gras. Same day, same thing. Get it all out of your system, you know, before you fast, you know, from certain things for 40 days, days of Lent. And a lot of evangelical churches, like ours, there are all kinds of fasting trends. You know, they have 21 days of fasting, which we'll be doing here soon. Uh, Daniel fast, the 40-day fast, all kinds of fasting. So why is fasting then? a big deal. Why should we even talk about it? Why should we practice it? Why should we even think about it? Because what I want you to see today is that fasting comes directly from the heart of Jesus. In Matthew chapter 6, the Gospel of Matthew, uh, Jesus is preaching in the middle of a, one of the greatest sermons of all time, um, the greatest sermon of all time, called the Sermon on the Mount. And uh, in Matthew chapter 6, right in the middle of it, and Jesus talks about three things that Christians ought to do the right way and the right reasons. And, and, and so first, the first thing he just talked about, he, he talked about giving. He talked about the importance of giving. He said in Matthew chapter 6, verse 2, Jesus said, when you give to the needy. He said, do not announce it with trumpets. He said, you know, teaching them, this is how you're not supposed to do it. This is how you, you know, don't give with a lot of fanfare. He said, don't announce it with trumpets at the hypocrite do in the synagogues and on the streets to be honored by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. Now, again, if I would ask you the question, do you believe that giving is something that we ought to do? I, I think we would say, yes, giving is a good idea. And I think the church... You know, you guys lead well in the, in the way that you are with your, with your generosity. You know, in the last month, we, we you know, gave above and beyond your regular giving $34,000 just for mission. You know, and I, I think most of us say giving is a good thing. And then the second thing that Jesus talks about, he, talk, he talks about praying. He said in verse 5, when you pray... Do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. Again, if I ask the question, do you believe that prayer is something that, that, that we should do? And, and I think a lot of us, if most of us would say, yes, we should pray. We should pray. But there's a third thing that Jesus says, and he says that Jesus talks about fasting. Talks about fasting. Look at verse 16. And by the way, this is interesting. We've seen a lot of sermons on chapter 6. 
you know, that preacher is like the priest, including myself, you know, we, we preach really well on when you give, when you pray. We read those verses, and then we get to verse 16, and we just kind of read it, and we just don't really give a lot of thoughts or attention to verse 16. And so verse 16, Jesus said, when you fast. Do not look somber as the hypocrites do, for they disguise their faces to show others that they are extra spiritual and that they're fasting. Look at me, I'm, 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 I'm starving for Jesus. Jesus said, truly I tell you, they have received their reward and fall. So if I were to say to you, do, do you believe we ought to give? I think it'd be unanimous. Most of us would say, yes, we should give. If I said, should we pray? I think all of us would say unanimously, we would say, yes, we, we should pray. But then if I say, do we believe that we should fast? I, I think we get a lot of different responses. I, I think some, some of us might say, well, you know, I, I think fasting is a good idea, just not for me. I think it's good for the, for the pastor, <laughs> you know, the priest, the monk, the nuns, you know, that's what they do. You know, that, that, that's good. it's good for those that really want to do it, but, I, it's, you know, we get a lot of different responses when it comes to fasting. And I believe that Jesus is teaching us that fasting is something to consider as part of our Christian life. Just as much as giving and praying. Now, last Sunday, I, if you were here, I talked about 21 days of prayer and fasting starting on January 22nd. We have never done this as a church. We've never done a 21-day prayer fast. And we're going to do 21 days of prayer and fasting starting a week from tomorrow. And then we will go from Monday all the way to Sunday, February 11th. And uh, we will break the fast corporately. We'll break the fast Sunday morning during worship service, just in time for your Super Bowl party Sunday night, okay? <laughs> and so we will have those three weeks where we will fast corporately. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about that. Some of you like, well, I don't know about that. I want you to listen. I want you to consider all this. I want you to listen today. You know, and I want to talk about real quick why this is important for our church. You know, uh, three years, uh, four years ago now, four years ago, five years ago. Well, wait, what year are we in? Twenty twenty-four. All right, twenty twenty-four. Five years ago, twenty nineteen. About this time, we led our church in a forty days of prayer. Now we didn't fast; we just did forty days of intensive prayer. And um, we were still a portable church. Some of you remember the good old portable days. And uh, we had been praying that God had, we had raised through the generosity of our, of, of our members, you know, we had raised almost $400,000. And we were praying. We didn't know where to go. We, we actually raised that money in 2017, and, and we just been seeking the Lord. And we thought, let's lead our church in a 40 days of prayer. Really ask God for some different things, whatever that might be. But specifically, one of those things was to pray for our next step from going permanent, you know, from portable to permanent. And, and, and so we had, listen, we had nothing on the radar. Nothing. 
You know, we were, we were looking for anything or everything, property, building, whatever it might be, which didn't, but nothing was there, nothing. And so we were praying, and, and, and we did the 40 days of prayer, and it was, in, it was awesome. We, we, we had, you know, you know, different times of prayer during, during the week in the office, and we had a little bit, uh, we had our own little separate office building that we met during the week. And we just, uh, we had people praying all day, every day. And, um, and we, we went through the 40 days of prayer. And, 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 and Easter happened. You know, we did Easter. And, and then sometime in April, April, May, someone called me up and said, hey, Scott, there was a church building that's going to go up for sale. I said, yeah, what, what, what building is that? And I mentioned this space, this building that we're in. And, 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 and I was like, really? I mean, it's, it's available. I said, they're going to put it up for sale. Now, the, 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 a little pretext to the story is in 2014. Five years before 2019, 2014, this building was vacant. It was owned by a denomination that wasn't ours. We weren't a part of it, but it would belong to a, a denomination, and we just... Um, I called and said, hey, the building's still empty. We, you know, will you be interested? No, we want to keep it within our family. We're not interested in giving it, you know, selling it to anybody. We just want to keep it within the denomination. I said, okay. And, uh, but it was 2014, and, and honestly, I was praying for heart to be changed. I said, man, this would be a great space. And, and I, I remember uh, going down to a prayer breakfast in Dearborn with pastors. And we had a guest pastor from, from Columbus, Ohio. And he was praying with us. And he said, Scott, what are you praying for? And I was telling him about this building. And they prayed for this space. And, and then after that, this African-American pastor from Columbus, Ohio said, Scott, you know, I'm, I've got, I'm supposed to be somewhere, but I've got time. I, let, can you take me to this property? I said, well, you know, we're not that close to Dearborn. You know, and he said, I don't care. I've got time. And so I remember we, we drove up here. He follows me. We drive here to the property. Grass is tall. You know, nothing been, nothing been around in the building. No activity. His eyes lit up. He says, God, I believe. I said, oh, yeah. He said, oh, man, we're going to pray. In fact, we're going to pray a walk. We're going to walk around the building. And, uh, and I, don't, I don't know if you ever heard of African-American pastor prayers. They know how to pray. I mean, I'm telling you. I mean, they got prayer. And I just thought, you know what? I'm just going to ride that coattail of your prayers. And we just walk around the building. And, you know, I just said, amen, God. Whatever. Yes, 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 yes. You know? And we pray and walk. That was 2014. You know, we pray. We walk. With, you know, I love that song. You know, we walk in these walls and these walls. And we ask God for the wall to come down. And, and we did that prayer walk. And I got to tell you, you know, nothing happened in 2014. When we prayed for 40 days of prayer, nothing happened during that 40 days of prayer. And it was in March, up to May, when we got the call that this building became available. Listen, I believe that God does something when our church comes together 
for time of intense prayer. And so 21 days of prayer starting a week from tomorrow. Prayer and fasting. We're going to challenge all of us. At the very least, you pray. They say, God, I can't fast. That's okay. Then pray. Take extra time and pray. You could maybe give up some activities and things, but pray. Maybe that's the minimalist. At most, some of us say, hey, I can fast. You might not fast the whole 21 days. You know, you might fast, you know, some of those days. You might fast, you know, the Mondays and Wednesdays and Fridays of, of those weeks. I don't know. We'll talk about those different things in a minute, but I want to encourage you to lean in and be a part of a 21 days of prayer and fasting. So what are we praying for specifically? I'm praying for us as a church to go to another level, spiritually speaking. Praying for you to draw closer to God. Praying for a church to have a bigger impact in our community. I don't have an agenda. I don't have God. This is what I want to see, this, this, and this, and that. I said, God, we want to magnify your name more. We want to follow your plan. Get on your agenda. And that's what prayer is. Prayer is not giving God our agenda. Say, God, here's my list. You take care of it. It's, it's us going to God. It's us going to God and saying, God, what's your will? We want to do your will. And so 21 days, and here's a couple of things we've got, and, and, and I'll get back into this. We've got this fact and devotion and journal. It's available. $15 donation. If you don't have that, you can still get it. I mean, we're not looking for, you know, but we want to uh, be able to resource you. And I love it. Every day has a prayer focus in, a, in this journal, places to write, you know, things to read, devotions, some extra helps in here. And uh, you can get that. You know, in the program, it said it would be available like next Sunday and this week, but we got it early. And um, so we have it for today out here in the lobby. And I encourage you to get one. You know, you can share it with your husband, wife. You can share one. Or you can get one husband and one wife. And Karen said she didn't want to share with me. So I have to have my own book, and she has to have her own book. You know, so that's, and, I, and that's fine. You know, so we got plenty of these books. Make sure you go out there. Right out in the back and get one of these books. We'll have Facebook daily devotions every day on our Facebook uh, Late Point page. And so I want you to chime in on those daily devotions from our different staff and different leaders here in our church. And uh, we're going to have different times in our, in our building where it will be available for you. To, if you want to come here, you can. Come here and pray here in the auditorium or, or in one of our rooms around the building. You can come here and pray. You don't have to come here and pray. You can do that wherever you are and you can be a part of our 21 days of prayer. So what I want to do is today and next Sunday, I want to talk about two things that we ought to do, that we should do about fasting, and one thing that we should not do about fasting. Today we're only going to look at the first one, and next week we'll look at the second and third thoughts here. The first thing, and the only thing that we're going to talk about today, is that we should consider the practice of fasting. We should consider the practice of fasting. Now, I know we're living in a day and age where we're already fighting an uphill battle. And I'll tell you why. Our culture is infatuated with food. We love our food, don't we? We just came out of a holiday season, Christmas, right? And... and, and 
you know, when you look at it, has, you know, Christmas is really built around food in a lot of ways. When you think about this, take any Christmas party you went to. You may or may not have a change gifts. You may or may not have done some Christmas carols. You may or may not have, you know, maybe read the Christmas story from the Bible. But I promise you one thing that you did at those Christmas party, you ate something. Whether it was a full-blown full meal or hors d'oeuvres or snacks, it involved something with food. Go to Instagram. You know, Instagram, you've got food photos. You know, we, we do it. You know, I, I would take a picture last night, you know, we, my, by my family. You know, by the way, you know, we're getting all of our system this week. You know, we're getting all the good stuff because, you know, in about a, a week from tomorrow, we're going to be like, ooh, okay, different. So we're getting all of our system. So last night we got a Smoky Bones barbecue. Y'all know I love my barbecue. And we walk in, and I notice on one of the tables, you ever do that? You walk around and say, hmm, that looks good, that looks good, you know? Come on, I do it all the time. It's like, great, you know? And I, and I walked in, and there was a guy that had a barbecue grill on the table. I said, I don't know what that is, but sign me up. <laughs> and so we sat down, found out the menu, you know, me and Nathan, and we said, hey, let's share this meal. You know, let's get the barbecue grill with all the fittings on it. And uh, Nathan said, that sounds good to me. And so that sure enough, we came out. And, and what I do, the very first thing I do is took a picture. You know, take a picture of it, and I haven't done anything with it yet. You know, I'm, I'm, I usually take a picture and I kind of forget about it, you know. But it was, it was great. We love our food. There's a, there's a channel on TV, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, called the Food Network. You can go on YouTube. There's a ton of videos about how you can cook food and different types of food. You got food critics that talk about the different restaurants and the different cities you go to. You know, if you go to New York, there's a, there's a street uh, called Restaurant Row. I mean, it, 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 you can name it. It's food everywhere. They got food in restaurants for everybody, and anything you want is found on Restaurant Row in Hell's Kitchen, New York. I, I remember when I went to Bible College in Pensacola, Florida. I was a starving college kid. One of the things I noticed in Pensacola, Florida, is they had buffets everywhere. And I made it a point, so I got to visit every one of those buffets. Right? And then my parents, they come and visit and say, we well, want to take us to eat. I said, buffet? We'll take them to buffet. I take them to buffets. And, and uh, partly because at college, you know, they serve a meal and it wasn't that great. So I was really starving when it came down to those buffets. You know? And, and, and hey, dude, I just know where to go. If you, if you ever go to Pensacola, come talk to me. I'll tell you the best place to eat. I'll tell you the best buffet to go to, the best seafood restaurant. In our culture, we are just infatuated with food. We think about food all the time. You're thinking about lunch right now, aren't you? You're thinking about where I'm going. Or you've already made your mind up. You say, I can't wait to go there. Or I can't wait to have that meal that my wife got in the crap pot or whatever that is. You're looking forward to it. You're thinking, you've already thought about your dinner plans right before the Detroit Lions game tonight. You've already got your snacks ready to go. I mean, the first playoff game in who knows how long. You know, so you're ready to roll. You've got your food agenda all lined up. That's all we think about. 
And so then Jesus comes along in Matthew chapter 6, you know, party pooping Jesus. <laughs> he says, when you fast, not if you fast, when you fast, when you fast, and then he assumes that 2,000 years later, we'll still be fasting. We'll still be doing this thing. Now, before we go any further, what do we mean by fasting? I'm going to give you the, the Hebrew version and the Greek definition. The Hebrew definition means to close the mouth. In the Greek definition, it means don't eat. A lot of people today, again, they, they love to kind of fast from things other than food. That's what I You know, I'm gonna, I, I like to fast from time to time from social media. I like to fast from watching TV. I'm going to fast from, you know, my cell phone. I'm going to fast from computers. And by the way, these are good things. And I think there's a part of this in our 21 days of prayer and fasting. But we're going to see, and what want you to understand is every example in the scripture of fasting always involved food. Biblical fasting always involved food. I will give you a definition. It's actually a quote, but I love the definition of this, fasting. And I think it really covers a lot of it. It's a fasting in the biblical sense. It's choosing not to partake of food because of your spiritual hunger is so deep. Your determination in intercession, that prayer, is so intense. Or your spiritual warfare is so demanding that you have temporarily set aside even fleshly needs to give yourself to prayer and meditation. I want you to notice something in this definition. You don't fat. For fasting's sake. Every time you see the word fast in the scripture, and see it in that definition, it's connected to prayer, always. Prayer and fasting are joined to the hip. If you fast and don't really pray, don't really spend time with God, then you didn't fast, you went on a diet. Fasting involves community with God, communion with him, praying, spending time with him. And so prayer and fasting are joined at the hip. And when you pray, you want to pray in a way that God hears you. And fasting is an absolutely incredible tool for people that want to seek God at a deeper level to go stronger for God, to connect you know, at a deeper level, at a different level with Jesus. What you're saying is, I want to get on God's channel. I want to get on his wavelength. And I really want to listen and sacrifice some things in my life so I can really spend that time with God. And fasting is a perfect tool to do that. If you still don't think it's a big deal, I want you to look back at the life of Christ. 
You know, when he got baptized by John, that was the beginning, that was the beginning of his ministry. And he knew that he had three years. Three years to get it all done. Three years. I mean, the clock was ticking. Three years, you know, that he knows to get his name out there, to tell people that he is the son of God, to kind of show that he was the son of God by, by signs and miracles. I mean, he did all of this in three years. You know, he, he chose his 12 disciples. You know, he had to get them ready to take on and to carry out the gospel. He had three years, and at the end of three years, he would die, he would be buried, he would rise again. He, know, he knows all this. He knows he got three years. Uh, three years, listen, three years go by pretty quick. Three years. And, and so Jesus has all of this going on. He gets baptized by John the Baptist, and, and the clock is ticking. And, and Jesus, he, he could have done a number of things to announce his ministry. There were a lot of things that he could have started it off. The very first thing, he got baptized. What, you know, he could have made a, he could have set up a press conference. And now say, I'm the, I am the Messiah. I'm going to be doing this, 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 that. This is my agenda for the next three years. You know, he could have done that. He could, have, he could have, you know, he could have done miracles right here. He could have done this and just blow them out of the water right away on day one. He could have had a parade. You know, he could, have, he could have done all these things, but he didn't do it. Bible said the very first thing that Jesus did after the baptism, you know, by John the Baptist, the Bible said in Matthew chapter 4, and Jesus, then Jesus was led by the Spirit. He just got baptized, then got baptized in chapter 3, then in chapter 4, Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And after fasting, 40 days and 40 nights. I mean, there's a lot that Jesus got to get done here, but he took the, the first 40 days of his ministry. He fasted. After 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. Of all the things he could have done, Jesus began his ministry with a 40-day fast. 40-day fast. Now, we're going to talk about more about this next week. We're going to talk about the more on the why. I really want you to lean in. That's something that can be so important. We're going to lean more into the why of this and the power of this. The power of fasting. But I want to, as we kind of wrap up here our message today, I want us to, to in, in a way of preparation. Because a week from tomorrow we'll be here. You've got a week to get it all out of your system if you need to. And everybody can be different. Every person here in this room is going to approach the 21 days of fast differently. There is no mandate from me that you have to fast 21 days. I'm inviting you to join me. At the, at the bare minimum, I encourage all of us to pray and, and, you know, for 21 days. 21 days of prayer. He said, well, I already pray every day. But then, then do an extra measure of, of prayer. But some of you, I'm going to challenge you, if the Lord is speaking to you, then obey. Maybe, you know, we'll fast. Maybe there's several different types of fast. I handed out sheets of paper last week. And, um, and, and they listed some. In this book, the journal, there's some more in here. There's some others in here that I thought would be interesting. And so I want you to lean into 
the different things I'm going to talk about. And think about it. Be open-minded. And, 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 and listen to the different types of fasting. I'm going to share personally what I'm going to do. All right? what, what this look like for me personally. Not, not so that you guys can say, hey, Scott, you're so awesome. No, no. I want to help you. We'll be transparent with that, okay? Here's the three types of fast. Number one. The first one, by the way, it's not one that I'm going to recommend, okay? But it's one of the fasts that we see in the scripture. It's called total fast. Total fast means nothing. You drink nothing. You eat nothing. No water, no liquid, no solid food. Now, you see this occasionally in the scripture, and it's usually done in a day, one day. All right, and so, uh, you know, if you lean toward total fasting, I'm going to do one day, you know, you might you make sure that you are in medically, you know, in, in a way, medically speaking, that you can do that. But I am not encouraging the total fast. Okay, but that's the first fast. The second fast is a normal fast. This is where we see it in a lot of our scriptures. Not all of it, but in a lot of examples. Couple views on a normal fast. Some would say only water. That they would fast for X amount of days and only drink water. Uh, another view on normal fast is water, juice, broth. Okay, so if it's liquid, you can drink it. Um, and so those are the two um, different views of a normal fast. So the energy that I would normally use to eat a hamburger or barbecue or whatever that might be, I'm going to transfer that energy and I'm going to, I'm going to redirect that energy to spend more time with God. So instead of eating, I'm going to spend more time with God. Think about it. You know, when you have a meal, one of the things that you're sacrificing is not just the food itself, but the fellowship that I have with other people at the table. I mean, that part of the fast is I'm removing that. So I can feast. I love what David Platt said. The fasting is feasting on Jesus. All right, so that's a normal fast. Some of you might consider doing a normal fast for part of the 21 days. If you've never fasted, or if you've never fasted more than a couple of days, I would suggest that you should not do normal fast for 21 days. I, I, you know, I mean, I'm suggesting it. If you feel like, hey, I'm going to do that, make sure that's what God wants you to do. Here's the third type of fast, the partial fast. Partial fast is uh, a lot of examples of this. There's the Daniel fast, there's the intermittent, intermittent fast that's kind of popular right now. The, um, you might say, I'm going to fast sunrise to sunset, which means I have one meal every 24 hours. Um, it might be a, a sugar fast. It might be for some of you, you know, coffee. It might be a coffee fast. <laughs> Somebody's like, uh-uh. That might be the thing. That might be, listen, that might be the thing to think about. Maybe the Holy Spirit said, hey, you know, what is it that 
is a level of discomfort. That's what I'm trying to challenge you. What is that fast zone? Sugar fast. You know, so think about those different types of partial fast. Like that Daniel fast, where Daniel fast is, you know, fruits and vegetables. You know, and, and, and that's what you eat. You know, fruit, vegetable, and drink. By the way, I, uh, someone asked me, what about my prescription? Yes, take your prescription, please. I'm not saying fast from your medicine. <laughs> okay. And, 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 and honestly, there's some of you that you may not be physically able to do a fast. And that's okay. There are different ways that you can fast that doesn't, you know, that doesn't put your health in, in, um, in jeopardy. You know, some of you, if it does require meds, you might have to have a meal to go with it. So figure that out, okay? But do not go try to prove something. Don't, God's not going to judge your spirituality. In fact, everybody's different. I would pray that all of us will lean in, whatever that might be, to give up something. So here's the question for you. What is God leading you to do for 21 days? Not what God trying to tell you to do. What is God leading you to do? Here's what it looks like for me. I'm going to be honest. It looks like for me it's this. 21 days. I have never fasted more than three days. So to do a 21-day normal fast, you know, I'd love to get there someday. I feel like this time around, if the first seven days, I'm going to do a partial fast. One meal every 24 hours, no carbs. It's a real lean meal, some protein. I'm going to do that for, for the first seven days. Then I'm going to go for the second seven days. I'm going to do a normal fast, water, liquid, broth. I'm going to do that for seven days. And I'm going to lean into God for, you know, my goal is seven days. If it can go longer, I'll go longer. And then I will finish the remaining 21 days. Personally, I'm going to finish it back to the part of fast. It says, God, what if you fail? What if I cave and get back up and keep working at it? Don't quit. Don't put yourself in shame. Don't, you know, God is, God is hey, God is going to honor the level of effort and persistence. And we are broken people. You know, and we're going to, there's going to be some of us that say, hey, I, I, I had to get that cup of coffee, <laughs> you know, or I did it. Okay, get back up. Tomorrow's a new day. You know, it's a new day the next day. You know, and, and, and you know, it's not, if you fail, you sin. You say, get back up. It's okay, God. You know, I'm going to continue to press on. And that's what God wants. I think God just wants you to press in on him. And so that might be for some of you, you do, you know, I mentioned that earlier, you might fast Mondays and Wednesdays. So I'm going to fast Mondays and Wednesdays for three weeks. I'm going to do the one-day fast here and one-day fast. Okay, awesome. You know, guess what? If you did that, you would have fasted more than you've ever done in the past. And I would be, that would be, I think God would, you would deepen your relationship with God. And at the end of the day, you're humbling yourself you're drawing near to him. And so everyone in this room, I'm going to challenge you, those watching online, I'm going to challenge you. What does God want you to do? Find your fast zone.
and ask God to help you through it. Teenagers. Teenagers. He said, oh, God, you're talking to me too? Yeah. He said, well, what does that look like? Maybe get rid of junk food for 21 days. No sweets. No, you know, you know just kind of call that out. I don't know. Maybe not listen to Taylor Swift for 21 days. I said, I'm going to listen to Christian worship for 21 days. You know, that's the other thing. In my 21 days, I'm going to, not only am I going to do the, the food fast, but I'm also going to do some activity fast. I'm going to cut back. I'm not going to do my, you know, I got a game I like to play on my app, on my phone. I got a game app. And for 21 days, now I'm going to do it. Now, I'm not going to, I'm not going to play with that. The other thing I'm going to do is, um, instead of watching TV, a movie, not going to do that for 21 days. I'm going to give that up. 21 days, I'm going to watch anything. If, if I'm going to watch anything, it can be through Right Now Media, which is Bible study content. I'm going to grow my walk with him. It's like Netflix. If you don't have that, by the way, you want it on the back of your connection cards, just say, hey, I need Right Now Media. We'll make sure it's free. We pay for it as a church, but it's a free gift to all of us. And you can use that. You can use that on your, on your iPad, on your smart TV, and you can watch that. You know, to digest and lean in, elevate your knees to get closer to God. And so what is it that God is calling you to do? You've got a week to pray about it. That's why I didn't do this next Sunday. I said, hey, you got less than 24 hours to think about it. You've got a week. Pray about it. Get it out of your system. Get that extra you know, restaurant this week, go to Smoky Bone, get a bit of barbecue pit on your table. I don't care. Whatever you need to do, and then get ready. Just get into a, a, a time for our church to draw closer to him. God, we thank you for all of us here. We thank you for your word. God, I know this is an overwhelming topic. Today, I, it was a time of teaching and encouraging God, the last thing I want is to see people discouraged. God, I know that every person in this room is unique in the way that you're calling them or call her to do the 21 days of prayer. Some of, for us, some of us might just pray for 21 days. Some might fast somewhat. Some might do the total, you know, the, the normal fast. For part of that. God, however you're working in our heart, God, I pray that at the end of the day, we draw closer to you. We make this a part of our practice of our Christian life. And so, God, we just ask that you help us this week to show us what that looks like. So, God, we thank you for that you're a God of grace. That even in, during that season, that we fell short of what we want to do. Oh God, we know that we can never let you down. That you're a graceful and merciful God who, that, you know, in the process of this whole journey, we're going to be closer to you. God, at the end of the day, I know that's what you desire. You desire a broken heart, contrite heart. You desire us to walk step and step with you. In Jesus' name, amen.